Hi, and welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. I am Melissa Alguera, your personal identity life coach. Let's go to the podcast. Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. Well, today I'm going to be starting a series of talking about character structures, which I have learned through my amazing coaching uh, friend and partner. Um, He developed something called character formation coaching, which I have now adopted as my way of coaching and partnered with him and his amazing wife, Sally, and just love what they developed. And it is beyond incredible. And I've seen transformation among transformation with the structure that he has developed. And so I wanted to talk about one of the character structures, and I'm not gonna go in the order of what we normally do with our character structures, but this one in particular, I feel is something that I come across a lot with my clients and even noticed in myself what I've had to really develop in my character, which is the character structure of separation. And I'm not gonna go into all the details of what separation looks like, but I, I wanna touch on some of the ways that we know we don't have separation as a character structure. You know, this is where we can separate ourselves out as a person from another person, know what's ours, know what's right for us. You know, this is boundaries. Um, This is the ability to say yes and no with a whole heart. And, And that's something that we get developed in our childhood. We either get developed with the ability to have healthy separation or we get developed with unhealthy separation or the inability to separate. And so some of the things that comes to mind for me, just some of the things that, you know, I encountered growing up was, you know, my parents, they love to help people and there was some unhealthy dynamics within that because you know no one taught them separation no one taught them how to you know divide out what was somebody else's responsibility and what was theirs and so um, i had to learn separation as an adult so some of the things that were really unhealthy for me and i'm just going to expose myself because that's in my opinion the best way to do it (laughs) I mean, who really wants to hear the story about someone else? We want to hear about the person who's talking. We want to know what was going on with them and inside of them. And so anyways, I want to share this one story of where I remember like this point in my life was so unhealthy, but I didn't know what was wrong. And I knew nothing about character structure at all. And I had no concept of what separation was. And so I had this one friend and I really loved her. And I think there was a lot of codependency and enmeshment and between the two of us, it was just like a really weird dynamic between us. It was almost like, you know, she was filling a role for me emotionally that I wasn't getting met in my marriage, that I didn't get met in my childhood. And I just basically put her in this position of being the person that I relied upon. And I would do things for her, like um, they had bought a house and the house was, 
really disgusting. It was, it was a fixer upper. It had been um, inhabited by college students before there was like lots of disgusting things all over the place. And I was like, I will take on the challenge to help you get this house together. I will paint the house. I will go above and beyond. I even, um, you know, did a bunch of like wall cleaning. I had one of those power washer things in their house. I mean, it was, it was serious work. And I was over there probably more than any other person. And I remember after doing that, not, I want to say maybe like six or seven months after that, the relationship kind of fizzled. And I remember being so hurt and frustrated because I was like, man, I like did all this stuff for you and now we're not even friends. And I didn't understand at the time the very unhealthy dynamic that I had had. And I had had some of these unhealthy dynamics with many friends. And so the gist of it was, was even though, you know, I was doing what I was doing, not because I really wanted to, but because I was trying to get an unhealthy, trying to get a healthy need, which was attachment and security met, which is another character structure attachment. I was trying to get that need met through this, you know, what I was doing for this person. And I really didn't even want to be doing what I was doing. I, I didn't want to be cleaning and painting her house or helping them move in. I, I actually didn't want to do that. But I felt like in order to get this need met of attachment, I, you know, did all these things. And I didn't have good, you know, boundaries with saying like, no, like, I don't want to do that. Because within myself, I felt like I needed to do these things in order to have friendship. And as I look back, I can realize, oh my gosh, like there were so many character things at play here. And I, you know, I would be asked to do these things for her to help her. And she would, and she, and, you know, I'd ask her to do things for me. She didn't want to do them. And we would both not say no. We were, it was like, we would both just do it. And then there was like this point where she had like, she was supposed to, I think it was, I think she was supposed to either come over or call me for something. And she didn't call me. And I was like devastated because I had such unhealthy expectations and she wasn't able to tell me face to face. No, like, no, I don't want to do that right now. I actually want to spend time with this friend or whatever. And so there was like this separation issue on her end as well, not being able to say yes or no to me in a healthy way. And so I remember looking back at that and just thinking, wow, like there were some serious attachment issues for me and there was some serious separation issues and I had no concept of any of these things. You know, I also remember staying on the phone for hours with people who needed help. They were struggling in their marriage or maybe they were having relational issues with a parent or something else. And I would stay on the phone for hours with them and just giving them advice and talking with them and praying for them and telling them what they needed to do. And then the person would never call me again. 
And I'd be like so upset until they needed something. And then I'd be like so upset because, you know, number one, I was again, trying to get attachment needs met like that. Number two, I had no boundaries. And when I would talk to these people or how often I would talk to these people, I would just be like giving, giving, giving. So I had like two major issues within these character structures of attachment and separation. And I find that people do this a lot. They, they take on other people's emotions and they think that something is wrong with them. You know, um, if somebody is upset at you and there's, you know, of course, like we don't want someone to be upset with us, especially when we don't intend to hurt someone, but like they get hurt. And that's one one side of it, but it's like when it's super, super deep and somebody is upset at us and the it's it feels so big and massive and we start to question our own self. We we start to question our own integrity and not that it's not OK to like have a scope, right? Like, like if I look back and I say, well, OK, like, did I do that and, and examine it? And I'm talking about from a surface level. I'm not talking about like from a shame filled, you know, I don't know who I am level. I'm talking about where you're actually as an adult saying, huh, did I, does, does this feel true to me? And I can say yes or no <laughs> internally and say, yeah, I guess I did do that. Or actually, no, I, di I, I didn't do that. And I can hold that space for myself first and separate out what the person is saying to me then, you know, I, I'm, I'm realizing how healthy I am because I can separate it out. But when I cannot separate it out, I cannot separate the person's experience from my own. That's when we have the character issue of separation. And this is like, actually, this was really cool. Even my husband and I went through this yesterday for himself. He was, he was, I, I said something to him. I made a, probably a judgment. I'm trying to even remember what the situation was. Um, or I, I actually didn't even make a judgment. I just said, well, like, how could you know, how could you not know this? And he was like, I actually, I actually don't know. And I remember he was kind of getting heated as he was saying it to me. And I just kind of backed off and I, you know, allowed the separation. Like, you know what, that his response is his response. I'm not responsible for his response. So I kind of backed off and I took a breather and I just chose to breathe and, you know, get grounded. And then he thought about it through and he was like, wow, like I started to feel shame and insecurity over something. And I realized, wait a minute, this is what he said. Wait a minute, this is Melissa's stuff. It's not mine. And he like totally broke free from the shame and insecurity. Now that is progress in, in his character structure. Now, the one thing that is to be noted is the fact that it did come up. So it is, an, it is something that is in his body when somebody else is accusatory or maybe like saying something that sounds accusatory and he is responding that way his first initial reaction reveals where the character structure that needs to be developed still and worked through so that doesn't mean it's gone that you know he uh was able to say oh, okay i'm gonna hand it back to her 
because it will happen again because it's in his body. But the awareness is there now to process out that character structure, you know, deficiency. And so this is where it gets kind of muddy because we think, oh, because I acknowledged it and I can see where it's wrong, now I'm healed and whole, (laughs) which is not true because it will activate in the body again. And that's the one really amazing thing about how we're designed as people. And I know I've said this multiple times and I will say this forever on repeat, but our body is literally the signaler to whether we have healed from something. If we are not having a trigger or a deep experience anymore with those character structure issues, then we know we've healed from it. It's like, okay, like I'm no longer activated by this type of thing. But it's when it's still coming up and we're like, you know, trying to reason it out in our upstairs brain, you know, that's our prefrontal cortex and all of that. And not realizing that it is giving you alert from the downstairs brain. Like that is the the initial reaction is an embedded character structure issue. Can we manage it from the upstairs brain? Yes, we can. But the difference is, is when we allow ourselves to fully feel what's in the downstairs brain and process that out and work through it fully and be reconnected with our core self, spirit-led self, that's when we can have what's actually a transformational change. And this is why, you know, really why um, I created this whole thing of whole heart transformation, because in order to have a full heart transformation, we have to get in touch with those deep issues that are there that have not gone away. And how we know is the body, always the body will signal us. It brings our awareness to those deeper character issues. So anyway, so I was even thinking about this, like with separation with, you know, how we encounter other people, because often like in a marriage relationship, you know, especially in the more like Christian community, women often feel very responsible for the outcome of their husbands. And it's really strange how, how we've taken this on. I don't, I don't know if it's like culturally or what, but, and, and especially in the betrayal community, like there is this, this unspoken thing all the time of like a wife just needs to pray about it. And like, that's going to be the thing that is going to help us to, you know, take responsibilities. Like when God shows up with his like sword and his shield and the light, you know, comes on. And, and the big thing is, is like, it's so, it's so disappointing often for us because usually God doesn't show up like that. And I will say, God did show up for me. God did show up for me in my marriage in a certain way that was very significant. Um, and not always, not this story is not always heard. Um, but also God told me long before his plan. And because I'm a very 
prophetic and insightful person um, that way. And that's just how I'm wired. For me, that was my story. But I do find that this character separation issue happens a lot with women who are, you know, waiting on God so much so that they don't even have that level of separation within themselves between them and God. Like he has created you. Yes, he is everything. Don't, don't get upset. Don't get your panties in a bunch with what I'm about to say. And if you do, you should probably get curious with that because if it's really deep and you're feeling it really crazy in your body, most likely it's something you need to process through. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to say this because it needs to be said. God has created you as a whole separate person from himself. Shocking, right? I mean, how, how can I even say that? How can I even say that? Well, I can say that because he created you as a being. You are not literally like, you know, we are not connected at the hip with the Lord. Yes, we have as Christians, the Holy Spirit living inside of us. But we often think that the Holy Spirit is our like little genie. You know, he's just going to be like, you know, granting every wish. And this is where the problem is. And I kind of mentioned this last week. I think it was in my last podcast where we think that that God is like our little genie and he's just going to be doing whatever we ask. And I just have to like wait on him. And I'm not saying everything should be with prayer and supplication, but there are many reasons for that. It is not just like, okay, am I just waiting on God? I just need to be honest with you. Like abuse is not okay on any level. And God doesn't condone abuse, but in the Christian community, wives have been like, I don't know if it's like moms have raised women like this, but I'm gonna tell you right now, my daughter will not be raised like this. And I know I've rabbit trailed like 40 times right now, but it just needs to be said. The thing is, is yes, we pray and, and ask God to be a part of the process and all of that. But unless you get like a direct line from heaven, the reality is, is God has created you to make your own decisions, to be a separate person also. And this is really hard because we've really been taught like God said this and God said that. And like, I have to base everything on God. And I'm not saying that that's not good and true, but there is this level of dependency and it actually, you know, is, is the other character structure of adulthood, a lack of adulthood to be able to make decisions on your own and even separate out, like, what is God doing, you know, around you versus what is he doing in you through the situation? And a lot of times I find that wives specifically get so focused on their husbands that they're not able to separate out. Like, what does God have for me? I finally got to the point. <laughs> 
Like we get so focused on his spiritual life, his, you know, uh, like his job, how he's spending money, what he's doing in his adulthood, like all of this stuff. And I, I remember being so consumed with all of that. And I was like, when the heck is my ship coming in? And it was when I finally decided, you know what? This is my life. Like, my, how do I want to live my life separately from even from the way I perceive my husband to live his life? Like, how should he perceive, perceive to live his own life? That's on him. That's his responsibility. I'm not responsible for his outcome. And this is one of the biggest separation issues that we have as wives in the church. And I don't know if it's about the submission thing, the respect thing. I have no idea. But all I know is this crap has been super toxic. And as, as I've been building my own level of separation, you know, it's been incredible. Because I know, you know what? If my husband chooses to do something that violates my boundaries, I don't have to take on his stuff. I have the boundary because I am a separate person from him. And yes, the Bible says that we are one. But again, I am not, you know, my relationship with him and myself, they are separate things. And when I betray myself to keep relationship with him, there's a huge character of separation issue there. Like, I'm not able to stand on my own two feet as a person that is a separate entity from him. That's a problem. When my identity is wrapped up in one person or a person or any person, that is a problem. And I think that that's where things get kind of muddy often, even in our Christian walk, because we're like waiting on God to tell us how to feel and what to do where he's like, oh no, like I created you to have your own feelings in your own way and work those out. But, but like we're waiting for him, him to give us the ultimate instruction on how to be, you know, or we're so wrapped up in the relational dynamics of another person we don't even have separation from the relationship and all the emotions that go back and forth in between us and the other person and i found that once i you know one of the biggest gifts that i had in all the pain that i experienced with my husband was that separation that i mean i don't know what it was but it was like it just broke that chain and then I had to figure out why that was there to begin with. And I realized I wasn't taught how to have separation between me and the people that I loved. Like I had to be all in emotionally and spiritually and just give, 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 give till I was so exhausted. And I was like, why am I so exhausted in these relationships? And when we're in that pattern as children, like when we're children and we don't know how, you know, like, oh gosh, like I hear this so much and it's just devastating. 
to hear adults talk about how when they were kids, they were responsible for their parents' emotions and well-being. And I know I've mentioned this before, but that starts that very destructive pattern of enmeshment and codependency as a child. And then when we become adults, we carry that out in all relationships. In fact, I think that between this separation and what's the other character structure of integration, these two become really muddy because, you know, in order to separate out and have a very healthy identity, we have to understand that we're not responsible for somebody else's emotions, how they view us, how they perceive us, their judgments. And when we cannot separate those out, we have to become like a chameleon. We have to shape shift with whoever we're with because that's how we were taught to be in childhood. And it's devastating as a child to be lost in the identity and your identity for the identity of the parent. Like no child is equipped to handle adult emotions. And then when you've been a child who has had to somehow form to handle and help an adult with their emotions, then you become an adult who doesn't know how to have healthy adult emotion and adult relationship. And so then we find ourselves in these relationships that are really unhealthy, repeating cycles of what we grew up with and frustration with ourselves and the other people because we don't understand why it's happening this way, why the relationship is failing or why the relationship feels so toxic. And it always starts with us. Of course, if you are an adult who was responsible for mommy and daddy's emotions and to take care of them and to make sure that they were safe, that is a very backwards relationship. It should have been mommy and daddy had to make sure your emotions were okay and keeping them separate from theirs, right? And then them making sure that you are safe. And when that's not given, then it's very confusing as adults, what is healthy emotionally? Now, what am I supposed to do when somebody's angry at me? I feel like it's so deep, I can't even handle or function for three days. That's when we have that deep separation issue. Or how about internally, you want to say no. And like in your values, you want to say no, but you can never say no. Or how about when you want to say yes, and you don't know how to say yes, because there's fear in the yes. Like I don't, if I do this, that might be, you know, I might be, be getting too committed to something. And so having fear even to say yes in a way 
that lines up with your values. Or saying yes when you really meant no, because you don't know how to say no. So if this is speaking to you on any level, this is something that has to be healed. It has to be worked through. It has to be processed out. And it will keep coming up until it is. And so I invite you, you know, this is the time where there are so many resources now to be able to help people with these types of, you know, traumas and character structures and all of the things that that line us up for help like this. There's so many people now who are available and there's so much healing that's available. You don't have to stay stuck in this type of character structure. You can heal and develop it. You don't have to stay stuck in undeveloped character structure. That's what I meant to say. So I'm glad you listened today. I hope that you got something out of it. And I look forward to talking with you next week. Thanks for listening. If you have found today's podcast helpful, please like, subscribe, and share. If you are interested in coaching with me, go to www.identitylife.coach. And you can also find me on Instagram, identity.life.coach. Thank you.